0: hey everybody welcome back to star wars escape pod we got another episode of clone wars talk with uh diego for you guys today and uh we're going over the last three finished episodes in season six which is uh voices destiny and sacrifice uh, which is episodes uh 11 12 and 13 in season six and uh right after this Episode uh, we're technically finished all the completed episodes and we'll be getting into some of the legacy content before uh, Moving on to season seven. So let's uh, let's get into these uh, this Yoda arc. All right, we're back, and uh, we just hit the last season. Uh, season well, the last, the last season technically before we hit the long, the long break, uh, the dark times, as I like to call them, in which uh, the show was actually cancelled. Uh, these are the final episodes that we saw on, on television. Uh, they were uh, all of season six was actually uh, uh, exclusively released on Netflix for a short period of time. Uh, when uh, Disney canceled the show. And uh, this was the last arc that people saw before uh, believing that we'd never see any Clone Wars again. So it's a pretty special arc. And I think in a way, uh, we're all really lucky that some of these episodes in the last, This past season has actually taken place. I mean, quite luckily enough, we got the whole Order sixty six arc. We got the uh, the Saphideus answers. Um, You know, we had a little fun with Jar Jar for a last time, and uh, and now we're getting this entire arc, which has been masterfully and beautifully done with uh, the return of Liam Neeson as Qui Gon Jinn and, and Master Yoda. Uh, going into the midi-chlorians and the the wills of the force and immortality and life after death and all this stuff. What did you think about this arc?
1: I liked it. I think it was a very, um, very like, uh, well, just all around well done. It seemed, like I mentioned when we watched the show, um, I think that it seems... Every time there's a Yoda specific arc or episode or whatever, it's always quality every single time it doesn't happen all that often, but every time it's just it's always enjoyable and this one was you know uh, that and then some uh it was it was quite awesome like we get to see a lot of um a lot of foreshadowing, a lot of confusion, a lot of kind of um you know overall force ability and just power from yoda and just his his uh determination like he's very strong and set in his ways i mean he's you know pushing 900 years old and whatever and he's just he's tempted so many times with the dark side but he he still fights back and he always comes out yeah on top that's a, that's
0: a good point because for the first time in a very long time we've seen yoda uh in a uh a different a different state like in a point of almost um Vulnerability uh, in a state that we've we don't really see too much of him uh, at yeah. least uh, not until he has his fight with Palpatine and, and fails right um, but uh, this first episode is called Voices so what, what's the what's the fortune cookie for this one and what do you think that title is referring to? <laughs> uh,
1: voices. So <clears throat> madness can sometimes be the path to truth. Um, yeah. So I think that this one we we kind of see. Yoda go through the paces because basically to kind of put it in a nutshell, this arc is based on Yoda, uh, kind of losing his mind at first thinking like, I am I hearing voices? Is it this, this the dark side? It's not, it's genuinely Qui-Gon Jinn trying to communicate to Yoda through the force, yeah. um, through what they call the cosmic force and what everyone else, like every other living character is in the, the living force naturally. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn, he communicates with Yoda um, through the Force for the first time, uh, and, and it throws him off, right? You can tell, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, what what's going on right now, right? And he's, he's yeah. confused. And um, kind of over the course of these episodes, he kind of, like, he's doubtful at first, but then he's like, I mean, there's just so much going on, like, I don't know, something about this I got to investigate more. And through his investigation, he kind of, does a a set of, uh, you know, tests uh, basically to see if he's ready. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course he passes, but, uh, you know, like that's, it was cool to see like kind of the beginning of his training to what we later see in episode six once he passes away.
0: Yeah, and and especially, actually that's a good point because um, the training that he goes through is the training that he refers to Obi-Wan when he sends him to Tatooine to look after young Luke Skywalker. That's right. So, you know, training I have for you on Tatooine, an old friend has learned a path to immortality. Yeah, exactly. That is the line that (laughs) this entire arc is playing off of and um i think it's cool that that qui-gon uh naturally we've we've known this i mean since seeing revenge of the sith we've known that qui-gon made it to immortality status and uh i mean of course having seen the mortis trilogy of episodes we know that he's out there in the cosmic force like he's out there and it's not as common for him to pop up, and it's like, why is that? Well, he reveals in this first episode that uh, his training was incomplete when when he when he passed, right? So he's not able to manifest himself in a bodily form like Yoda and Obi Wan can later on for Luke Skywalker, um, but he is able to present himself as a voice, uh, and uh, he represents himself through these like lo- glowing like pixie. Uh, fuzzies in the air kind of thing that float around and almost like a magic wisty kind of thing like a fairy Um, dust kind of thing yeah yeah totally uh but you know funnily enough it was also revealed in this episode that the jedi do not believe in immortality and Mm -hmm. this was i think the most common misconception uh for uh at least for me like when i was in the early years before Clone Wars, like I always thought all Jedi just kind of had this ability to transcend death and become this immortal being, right? Like I always thought that that was the case. And then I always thought afterwards, I was like, why would Vader give that up? Like that, that'd be sweet. Like just to, to, you know, knowing that that is out there, like after death, that you'd be able to maintain your identity and become this immortal being. Like, why would he turn to the dark side if that's such a, crazy high power ability to have right like 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 for me that's that's just the confusion that i had and now it all makes sense like this thing is is like the jedi don't even believe it the sith don't believe it the jedi don't believe it it doesn't really exist for them and yet it's out there and it's an it's something that the force can do and i think it's crazy that it's actually a gift. And it's a gift that's bestowed amongst very, very few Jedi. And it's only the Jedi who have something to do with Anakin Skywalker and the balance of the force. Mm. Yeah, it's, like- very, it's very George Lucas when you think about it in that sense. It's like, oh yeah, no, this all makes sense now. Like this, this all makes sense. And, and then later on, of course, Luke Skywalker being Anakin's son also gets the ability to uh, become one with the force as well and, and keep his uh, identity that that's the key here because all Jedi kind of become one with the force. Anything that's life that dies then becomes part of the force. And we'll get into that a little bit, but, um, but yeah, to maintain your identity and become this being that's able to represent yourself again after being gone. Right. is pretty crazy. Um, That's, that's a rarity. And, and Qui-Gon's the first Jedi that at least that anyone that Yoda knows of that that's able to do this. And now Qui-Gon's, instructing yoda on on like how to be that way so mm-hmm. um yeah so he tells him to come to dagobah mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy yeah. what what'd you what do you think about dagobah
1: well it was cool because chronologically speaking it's the very first time we get to see it and then after that it's episode five like
0: yeah and- yeah actually and episode three technically in that deleted scene but but it's I deleted a scene, so if you don't count it you don't count it but yeah um, but yeah totally like it's um it's the first chronological appearance of of Dagobah yeah
1: mm-hmm. and it's cool because Qui-Gon Jinn he tells him to go to Dagobah but he says um uh he says to trust no one and yeah. with that I I wrote down like the Jedi are they're in such a state with the war right now it's kind of like it's so tough for mm. them to to trust someone, but for them to also see the bigger picture in terms of like, look, I mean, someone is trying someone who's not here, who's not necessarily telling you the future, is is just kind of hinting at like, hey, there's yeah. there's something bigger going on. I think,
0: it, like, yeah, and and I think it's know? also to do with like a lot a lot of like faith based like, um, uh, like a faith based lens as well. So I think part of the reason why maybe Qui Gon tells Yoda not to trust anyone is because they would doubt his truth. And I think with that doubt, because the Jedi at this time are in a very bad place. Like they're not the way that they used to be. So I can, I can totally see this happening where Qui-Gon's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell anybody about this because I think in his, his own way, he's basically trying to encourage Yoda not to be swayed by the opinions of others, which would basically lead him down the wrong path and and it which would be uh this is all crazy this is not actually happening qui-gon's actually dead immortality doesn't exist mm-hmm. right like all that stuff like he's telling yoda don't tr- don't trust anyone with this because in his own way it's like they're just going to give you the wrong answer like they're just gonna you know tell you oh uh, it's all it's all just a big hoax like this is yeah real.
1: i mean their disbelief would cloud his judgment right
0: yeah um, exactly
1: You know, but in, in Yoda's shoes, like it's tough because, and and we kind of see him kind of start, we get a little glimpse of like episode five, crazy Yoda. Like, you know, like he's just so he's questioning everything and he's like, I'll do this, but I don't know. Like, I feel like there's something beyond everything I'm doing, but at the Mm -hmm. same time he has that small hint of doubt, um.
0: And, yeah, he's, and he he's, actually, he's uh he's got to keep his ego in check because he's the guy that knows everything.
1: Exactly, exactly. I mean, like, and it would, it would, it yeah, that's exactly right. It would be tough for him to tell everyone else because they'd be like, "This is the Grand Master of the Jedi, and he's crazy. He's
0: lost it. Yeah, like, he's, yeah, he's yeah. Gone, they doubt right? him. Yeah. It, yeah, even Kiadi Mundi was like, "Hey, if the Sith wanted to strike against the Jedi Order, it's like he's the perfect one to to do it with because Duku has this." this like force bond with yoda having mm-hmm. been his personal apprentice yeah um at one point and and now they're on opposite sides and, and one's a sith lord and one's a grand jedi master i mean you can't get more opposite than that and yeah. uh and uh, it, it's it's just one of those things it's like yeah like logically speaking yoda would be the one to kind of attack through the force and and try and corrupt if if that is a plan um and you know like later on in the this trilogy of episodes it's actually something they attempt to do but uh, but th- at first like these voices are are you know it is quite gone it's not a trick um i find it interesting that he gets yoda to go to dagobah which he refers to as one of the purest places in the galaxy mm-hmm. i was like i was like oh wow that's that's very very cool i mean for, for ever since uh empire strikes back uh, a, a lot of speculation has been pointed towards the fact that this place Uh, That time moves differently in this place, that the force is different there, Uh, that things kind of happen at an accelerated pace, uh, almost as if they would on Mortis. how it just kind of flashed uh, like it was a whole week or whatever worth of events. And and the whole thing was just like a like a snap kind of thing, you know. Uh so something like that, like it's it's the, there's the, that that force kind of mystery aspect that can't be solved, and and I like the fact that he brings this up that Dagobah is one of the purest places in the galaxy, uh, it's just basically just a big swamp ball, but uh, yeah. the the but the force flows there unlike anywhere else, and it's because it hasn't been tampered with, like it's just pure nature, pure you know creation or whatever like like that's that's just the way that that place is and 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 now i see why yoda chooses dagobah to exile himself in once uh the empire actually comes to fruition because you know he he would be hidden so well as as a as a massive force presence uh he would be uh almost disguised by how strong the force is on that place in the first place kind of thing you know Uh um He wouldn't be this sore thumb sticking out of, of a, in this dark world of Nal Hutta or whatever, there's some slime ball. He wouldn't be this like, Oh, like Vader lands on that planet instantly Yoda's here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I think maybe that's also the reason why he chose Dagobah, but, um, also a good place to kind of meditate and kind of spend his retirement, so to speak, um, But he also
1: referred to it... Qui-Gon also referred to it as uh, the place where the answers will reveal reveal themselves. Uh, And of course with that, he's in reference to uh, where Luke goes in Episode 5 and he sees a vision of Vader. He cuts his head off. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yoda goes to the same place. Um, And he sees... You know what uh, inevitably be will become the future, right? He sees, you know, Sidious killing Jedi and stuff. He sees Mace Windu die and everything. He comes out of there like complete, like he comes out of there drained, like he's yeah. just emotionally, physically drained from just that short amount of time in that place.
0: Yeah, it's an overwhelming um, sight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's hard. To, it's a lot for him to process, but he can't. He can't like put two and two together um, at this point. Um,
0: yeah, it's funny. Cause, cause, uh, Qui- he says, uh, he says to Qui-Gon, like, you know, a guy who comes from outside of time, basically. And Yoda basically asks him, he's like, Hey, do you know who the Sith Lord is? And, and, and Qui-Gon's like, well, I can only show you where the answer, the answers could, can be revealed to you. Right. And mm-hmm. that's when he takes them to the cave. But I found it interesting. It's kind of paralleling, uh, that of what the father said on Mortis. The father said to Anakin that his son, who showed Anakin the future, broke the laws of time. So within Star Wars, there is a law of, of how time is supposed to work for those out who operate outside of time, communicating with those inside of time, and, and what they can reveal and what they can't reveal kind of thing. So it's almost as if the wills of the Force have boundaries and rules for the people within the cosmic force communicating with people in the living force, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? And further to expand on that, Qui-Gon actually talks about this. Like he talks about how the force actually works. And he says the living force powers the wellspring of the force, which then becomes the cosmic force. And and the cosmic force is able to communicate with the living force through the midi chlorians, which are basically just the bridge between the cosmic and the, the physical present, you know what I mean? Um, so I I thought that was a really interesting expansion of what he kind of tries to explain to Anakin when he's just a 12 year old boy. And, uh, and uh, you know, a lot of fans kind of take it in the wrong way. They're like, oh, midi-chlorians, they're the scientific kind of crap that we didn't need. Uh, I'm, I'm actually on the other side of the spectrum. I quite like midi-chlorians and I quite like the the explanation of of how the force actually works and 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 you know and there's still enough mystery to go around it's not like it puts the force into a little box like i think midi chlorians is one tiny piece of a giant puzzle and it's the key that basically allows jedi to kind of be who they are as, as far as like how the force actually communicates with them in a different way that it would with your average bounty hunter Uh who has no, who has no connection to the force at all, who can't feel it or anything. Right. Um, but the force resides in all living things. So again, that's where the midichlorians come in. They don't just communicate to anybody. The cosmic force communicates through the midichlorians with, you know, to somebody with a a high enough density of them who would Uh probably be able to be a Jedi kind of thing. Uh Um, I don't know. I just find this whole thing really fascinating. Like, like, um, like, what about, what about you? Like, when, when you heard that stuff, like, did you kind of think to yourself, like, oh, this is cool? Or, or were you like, eh, I, I don't really understand it? Or
1: I, I liked it. it I, I agree with you. It it kind of, it doesn't give it a whole, like, two plus two is four kind of thing. Uh, like, to yeah. put it in perspective, it's like, it's, it doesn't give a definitive answer to George's vision. It's more so just kind of like an expansion on what he gave us with episode four to six. And then, yeah, totally, like you said, yeah. there's still a lot more to explore. There's, you can still speculate for yeah. days on this, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean,
0: exactly. Exactly. It's not
1: totally <laughs> like this is how it is, right? Kind of thing. So I, but I do like that aspect of it, and that's mm-hmm. that's what's nice. It gives you like a different, a different point of view into it, but it doesn't leave it as it's, concrete.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of the way that Yoda explains the Force to Luke of how it surrounds you know, how all living things and flows through us and binds us and the galaxy together and all this, all this sort of thing. And, and Luke is kind of nodding at him. I'm looking at him going like, or that's of when he, when, uh, when, sorry, Ben Kenobi, when he, when he tells Luke about this, he's kind of nodding at him. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, kind of, kind of guess. Yeah, I kind of get it. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's, it's kind of like that kind of explanation, but, but from, uh, but designed to uh, designed in a way that a Jedi master might actually be able to understand it and he's not just trying to explain the force to him because obviously he knows how the force works um mm-hmm. he, he's trying to explain how immortality is even a possibility with the force and and how how that force is regenerated through the cosmic force and and communicated to the Jedi through the midi-chlorians and all this stuff it's a cycle and mm-hmm. and and I love that that's a cycle the, the last jedi one of the, one of the best things about that movie that I like, you know, one of, one of the, one of the things was, was uh, Luke's explanation about the force and how it works uh, when he's explaining it to Ray. He it was basically a reiterated version of what Yoda says, but it's even more detailed. And, and, uh, and you see that cycle of life, like the circle of life, basically, you know, things die, things are transformed into the force things uh and and that and that gives birth to new life kind of thing like it's a circle right uh, and i love the explanation that he has and and it's you see this uh parallel of a circle being completed in every form of star wars you see it even in the form of how the movies were made they're they're made in the middle and they and when episode three came out it was advertised as this you remember this right the 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 saga is complete mm-hmm. right yeah. or the the circle is complete yeah. Right. Uh, the circle is complete. Now I am the master. Right. Um, like, there's so much of this in Star Wars, like where you have this image of like a circle and a cycle and a and a loop, and uh, and I think it's it's a it's the perfect explanation of like how the living force and the cosmic force actually work and how immortality is actually a thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's cool how they how they kind of like um, uh, expand on it. Um, but there's one point that I kind of want to bring up that I found super fascinating um, after Yoda's time in the cave. There, yeah. um, you know, he comes out of there. He's he's drained, right? Like he's he's like, what just happened, kind of thing, right? Yeah. And he's talking with Qui Gon, and he says, like, he basically asks him, like, do you know? Do you know how long this has been going on? When it started and all that stuff. And and Qui Gon Jinn tells him the truth. He says it's always been going on, in reference to the war. Um, You know, this this evil has always been going on, like since before the war, um, Mm -hmm. and and right now, um, the name Sidious is revealed, um, Mm -hmm. and it's just it's so much for Yoda to take in at this point. But it's kind of like. Part of me wanted Qui Gon to say yes, Sidious is the, is the Dark Lord, but then it wouldn't really make Episode Three make a whole lot of sense, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, you know? exactly. And and I think like that's actually something that we brought up in the Sidious arc. Um, I believe it was like two Clone Wars talk episodes ago, or something like that, when we talked about Sidious. Mm-hmm. But uh, how how Dooku gave Obi Wan kind of the clues of. Like when he was tempting him to join him, he's like, "Hey, join me. This is the situation here," Um, and he reveals to him uh, kind of what he needs to know. Uh And and we we came across the conversation of like how maybe Yoda uh, got that name Sidious, and like how why he walks into that room and he goes, "Or should I call you Darth Sidious?" Yes, and you know he knows his name. And it's like, where did he get that name from? Like, like it's not like it was in the movie, like that it was revealed to him, right? So uh, this is possibly one of those moments that Yoda gets that name and and remembers it. And he remembers the horrific images that came with it. And when that time actually comes, he knows who it is. Like he knows, he fully understands, he's able to put all the pieces in the right order. And he fully understands that Palpatine is Darth Sidious.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and and for me that totally makes sense i i i now associate that scene where he walks into his office um with this episode with this arc because he finds out in this arc he's kind of like whoa like this this just happened kind of thing but he remembers it you know and and uh and yeah that's absolutely right it's not revealed to him in the movie but But uh, the connection is nice because I I now associate it to this arc.
0: Um, Mm -hmm.
1: That's pretty much all I got for that episode. Um, I don't know about you.
0: I don't. I don't want to get too kind of downer on on the rise of Skywalker here, but I just want to bring it up very briefly because it is something that sticks out as sort of. Oh, we can bash this. I, I was. Sequels I was, For a long time. Come on now. I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep the focus on Clone Wars here, but I do have to bring this up. I do have to bring this up. It. They make it clear that Yoda was chosen, like Qui Gon, to uh, have this gift of immortality. Right to retain. Their identity after death. It's it's, uh, it's made clear in this episode by Qui Gon that Yoda was chosen, um, and it's made clear in the next one too. But it, it made me think of the of the end of the Rise of Skywalker when all those dead Jedi come in to Rey's thoughts and you know in, into her vision kind of thing, and she hears the voices of even like Mace Windu and you know the likes of Jedi who don't have the ability to retain their life after death and according to this arc which is which is canon and is george lucas material and you know um is that not every jedi has the ability to do this and it was just one of those extra things that's like oh man like another another continuity that was broken uh when we saw that movie and i love it don't get me wrong like i love the fact that we heard uh hayden christensen and and obi-wan and and everybody right like even even ahsoka made an appearance in that in that voice monologue uh section but quite frankly it's like there there was so there were even like luminary unduly i think was in there or aila sakura or there, there was like a few random jedi from the background of the movies right that that are more prominent in this show uh but uh and as cool and as much as i love it uh it would have been even more cool to see them all but on the other hand i'm like ah like it breaks so much of this of this gift aspect right now i don't know how they're being like presented in Ray's head or whatever like maybe it's just the force speaking to Ray in a way that maybe us as viewers we interpret it as all these voices that we know but uh when I first watched that movie I'm like oh it's all the dead Jedi that are communicating to her and 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 re-watching this arc again made me think like hold on a second that can't happen like it, it can only happen with these select Jedi because they have the gift and they've been given the privilege and because they have something to do with the overall story that's happening right mm-hmm. um which is uh which is uh what's revealed in this arc to be the balance of the force and Anakin Skywalker and you know all that stuff so that was just an issue that that I had with uh, the new movie that that just kind of sparked up again when I watched this uh, when I watched this episode I was like oh, oh that's right but anyways uh, moving on to the next the next episode <laughs> yeah uh, so we got uh, the next episode it's called uh, destiny so what's what's our fortune cookie here
1: uh, death is just the beginning uh, yeah so Yoda um, Yoda continues his his training and he goes to this. He goes to this. I don't even know if you can call this a planet, but like I just gave it the name the Force Planet, just for you know the sake of giving it a name. But yeah. he goes there, and it's so, it's so, uh, it's hard to even describe because it it seems like a planet, but where he goes, time doesn't necessarily exist. Because he kind of jumps, he kind of jumps in and out of consciousness, and what maybe feels like an eternity was probably mm-hmm. like 2 minutes in in his time kind of thing. So Yeah,
0: it's like this force planet like a force planet uh like planet X kind of thing. Like it's a planet that nobody even knows about cuz it's like inside a nebula star sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it's so it's very uh majestic. if you want to call it that it's 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 very fantasy
0: looking very fantasy looking very magical almost yeah Uh, and then he goes into the planet and this looks like pandora down there yeah yeah that's (laughs) Uh, right it's where he meets the priestesses for the first time the forest priestesses uh which retain the identity of like happy sadness serenity and joy and uh uh anger or something like that, um, common but, emotions and stuff. Yeah. The common emotions. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure how this is all supposed to work, but again, so mysterious. Uh, I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they kind of elaborate more on the living force and the uh, cosmic force. Um, Yoda actually, one of his tests in this episode is he has to, um, I it's think the priestess they say, to just
0: conquer his dark side, basically. Like exactly,
1: he faces his darker self, um, and it was it was a pretty cool battle. Like I was expecting, like uh, you know, some lightsabers, but it was just Yoda with like a, a ghost smoke version of himself. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Dark Yoda, let's call him, is is kind of you know telling yoda like you know i i have the path to all the power and all that sort of stuff and he's like i'm inside you and then yoda at the end of the battle finally he says you are in you are a part of me but i reject you and uses the force and kind of destroys him right he pushes him away um that was pretty cool to me because uh yeah yeah my, da- my dark yoda- side
0: you are and uh, i re- reject you I, yeah. I do or something he says Yeah. Um, Which is really cool. I, I really, I really love how they, how they made this his Jedi Master ego. So like to the point uh, that he kind of disregarded and un- disacknowledged the fact that or unacknowledged the fact that he even has a dark side because he's yeah. been doing what he's been doing for so long. He's been this grand Jedi master. And how could he on how on earth could he have a dark side? Right. Like like that's just kind of something we never really even assume. Even looking at Yoda, we're like, oh, of co- no, you wouldn't have a dark side like he's Yoda. Right. Yeah. Um, and I love how it kind of brought him down to this level of 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 of. Uh, relation to anybody basically as like even even though you're like this perfect kind of person and this being that that has so much reputation and respect and everything he's still got a dark side and he's and he's still got to overcome it and and it all goes back to the balance of the force thing of like he can't get rid of his dark side he can't fight his dark side like it's just an endless cycle of like light fighting dark. Like that's the same thing that it, it all goes back to the cycle of light and dark and the cycle and, uh, and, and then the balance. And he realizes that to win over his dark side, he has to acknowledge his dark side and reject it and re- and reject, um, uh, the fact that he can, uh, that the dark side can overcome him basically. So, um, that's yeah, right. I, di- I, really, I really did like that quite a lot, and uh, I think it was a perfect first test uh, of like what he needs to do to um, kind of be worthy of this gift that the priestesses are bestowing upon him. And, um, you know, to deny the power of the dark side uh, basically just gives it victory, right? Like to deny the fact that it's real and that it's a threat and that it's a thing, it only makes it stronger. And that's exactly what we see in the prequels, like the Jedi are so ignorant to the fact that the Sith are out there and that they're gaining strength and that they're being blinded by the dark side. They're so ignorant to all this stuff. And and it builds up to the point where it actually wins over them because they've just been like, oh, no, eh, it's off to the side. We don't need to worry about that or or, or uh, it doesn't exist. It's not a threat to us or or uh, how could that be a threat? Uh, the Sith have been stinked for over a thousand years, right? Like all this doubt and 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 uh, kind of dogmatic view of of sitting on this pedestal for for like a millennia. It's arrogance. Kind of, it's it's arrogance, totally. Yeah. Um, and and I love how they kind of wrap that up into an, a neat little bow in this episode, and how Yoda kind of had to overcome that um, to pass the test. So, uh, yeah. So what you got after that?
1: Just to kind of expand on that last point you made there, like it just further kind of shows that Yoda is so deserving of that, you know, mm-hmm. grandmaster title because even with what is in front of him very, you know, it's, it's himself. So just as powerful, but darker, right. You know, yep. it's, it just shows how pure he is and how he can still overcome and power through that. So, I mean, you know, hats off to him. Like he's, so deserving of uh of uh of all his knowledge and and skill. Um yeah. one thing that I found interesting uh in this uh was Ahsoka's first appearance in season six since the yes. finale of season five.
0: That's right. Um, she has a yeah. uh, appearance in Yoda's dark vision there.
1: Yeah. Uh it was it was a vision, of course, but it was uh it was cool to see her. Like I was like I was like, yeah, she should, uh, she should come back, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, um, they show an image of all the Jedi to, uh, together in harmony uh, to confuse Yoda, and this included, uh, you know, uh, the priestesses kind of put this image to to Yoda in kind of like a oh yeah, an alternate a, universe kind of thing. Yeah, it was a a, te- there, a test, of, there. Um,
0: a test like, of his temptation. It was the second mm-hmm. test of three. And yeah. it was the the test of his temptation and what he would do in that situation, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Qui Gon, you saw Duku as a Jedi.
1: Yeah, that was that was interesting. It was short lived, but it was still very cool to see. You know, Qui Gon there. Um, you know, I think I don't know if Sifydias was there or not, but anyways, Duku was there, so that was pretty cool. Um, and you know, everyone's kind of in harmony, and they're kind of you know huddled together you just yeah. you know conversing you know
0: you saw Voss back there too
1: yeah Quinlan Voss was there too and um yeah so they I think there was a part of that scene where Duku says uh are you coming master and then Yoda yeah. says wait no an illusion this is or something like that and yeah he says you're a dark lord of the Sith and then his eyes go red yeah yeah and
0: then, yeah, know, and then yeah, yeah and dead dead you are and and killed you are by a Savage press, and it looks at Adi Gallian. like he's acknowledging he's he's only realizing that like he, he <coughs> excuse me uh, when he was in that temple right like he was taken out of his pain and sent to the gardens with by he was take, took the hand of the Padawan and brought him to the gardens like see this is not so bad like like you don't need to live in that in that reality where there's all those dead Jedi and stuff you could just stay here with us and you know be you know in in happiness and harmony and there's no war here and 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 Yoda's like you know he's about to like kind of join them and I think it's one of those things where if he did go and gave into that temptation of not acknowledging the real world outside uh, he would probably be lost in an entranced sleep or something like that I I like to think that there was some sort of consequence if he didn't choose the right path uh, or maybe the gift just wouldn't be bestowed upon him or whatever in the end. But, you know, he ends up projecting that temptation and he goes, no, 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 no. You know, like, hold on a second. Like Qui-Gon, you're dead. Uh-huh. And Adi Galli, you're dead. And, 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 and you, you're a traitor. Uh-huh. You're like, you're, you're, you betrayed the Jedi. You're a traitor. And, and, uh, you know, uh, my, my old Padawan kind of thing. And, and that's when, yeah, Dooku kind of goes all dark and, and the vision gets all twisted and uh, he he knows it's a vision, and he lets Dooku kind of execute him, and he passes the test, um, which which I thought that was really cool. Which kind of leads to his journey to Moriband. Um, yeah,
1: the Sith planet,
0: the Sith planet, also also known as Coraban mm-hmm. uh, during the days of the Old Republic, uh, same place. So yeah, yeah. You got uh, you got anything else to refer for, for this one? Or? No,
1: that's it. He sets course to Moraband to face the ultimate evil. That's, that's yeah, all I have. yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what's the last one?
1: So the last one we got here is uh, it's called sacrifice, and the cookie is facing all that you fear will free you from yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, again, like um, you know, he so Yoda arrives on on Moraband, right, to do this final test. He he goes into kind of the depths of this planet, and he just. You know, in true Yoda fashion, he starts to meditate, and yep. there's like these Sith serpents that kind of like you know um, they they yeah. kind of huddle around I, him and stuff. I love how
0: haunting that this Sith planet is to a Jedi for for a Jedi to be there. It's like a dangerous place for them to be because the dark side is so strong there, and you see it physically like it taking shape of a serpent and snakes. And and normally snakes are, of course, associated with like the visual depiction of like the devil. So I love how they they took that imagery and kind of brought it to to Moraband and made it this terrifying place that you would never see a Jedi walk into.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he kind of, he goes, he goes uh, kind of like, doing his thing and meditating kind of keeping focus. but these cis serpents they kind of they turn into like death eaters and it was kind of like yeah a, like a harry yeah. potter kind of thing yeah, going yeah, on
0: yeah totally yeah that was I, of, I, all, like, I loved it i loved that i thought that was awesome because i've always yeah. loved how how creepy that scene is when when harry's in the in the in the graveyard and all these death eaters come out of the cloud and and just land and start pluming up in black smoke and in a circle around him kind of thing like honestly like when i was a kid that was a terrifying scene like that entire end of the movie i was so scared like i was like Mm -hmm. like you know like it was it was gripping like you're on the edge of your seat and Mm -hmm. uh and i love how they kind of brought that creepy that creepiness to yoda and and then each of the, the 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 like the sith lord spirit so to speak things uh kind of like fly into him and they're taunting him and each time they hit him, it's like as if an insult is like struck him across the head uh, saying like, no, you can't t- obtain immortality. Like this doesn't exist. Like it's not real. Like you're following a lie and, and all these like discouragements that he would honestly probably get from anybody who he told what he was actually doing. These These tests and following these mystical priestesses and stuff. It all sounds like a fantasy. Mm -hmm. Like even in the Star Wars world, there's some sense of realism amongst the characters and what they believe. Right. And and of course, all this would sound crazy to somebody. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I love how like him being on that planet is is a trial in itself, is having to deal with uh, the doubt and uh, and kind of the exposure of of what the dark side would do, uh, given him in the wrong place. Uh, with all this negative, a uh, uh, kind of uh, this negative effect around him, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, so you know, after that, uh, Yoda kind of makes his way, and he reaches the Sith temple. And it, this is a really cool scene. He meets Darth Bane, but not not a physical Darth Bane, but more so the dark aura. This let's call it spirit dark spirit yeah. of uh, of, uh, <clears throat> of darth bane uh essentially he's he's the guy who came up with the rule of two you know there's always one master one apprentice and you know the apprentice kills the master and so on and so forth um yeah so he meets darth bane and uh tells him you know i'm the originator of this and like why are you here like wh- a jedi here like you know like uh he, he tells yoda all this stuff and uh, Yoda says, you know, like the dark side is, is, is weak and all this sort of thing. And he says that, uh, you know, you're, you don't exist. You're, you're dead thousands of years ago kind of thing. Um, and you know, another test, he, he kind of like, he pushes through, mm-hmm. uh, Darth Bane and just kind of, you know, like puts him to the side kind of thing. So he passed yeah. the test. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're all. They're all. I love how all these like Sith lords are being presented to him as trickery, yeah. like even even the snakes that kind of form that giant serpent and attack him. He just reaches out his hand and the whole thing just disappears, mm-hmm. and and he he knows that it's all just a trick. It's all an illusion. It's all just trying to pull him away from his goal, mm-hmm. and and uh, Bane like Darth Bane, it it very well may be. What Bane like would have looked like uh, back in the day and stuff like that, but I'm c- fully convinced that's not the same as what Yoda is trying to achieve with immortality. I don't believe that it's Bane's soul trapped in that box kind of thing, right? I think it's very likely that maybe it's just the dark side again, just the dark side uh, emanating this like physicality in itself and trying to or or even it's something that maybe Yoda just sees in his head that that might not even be there to a normal person but something that the force is actually doing to him almost in the way that maybe the Dagobah cave has an effect on what he's seeing as well right like something that's that looks physical but it's not actually there um and i think i think this is exactly like what the serpents are those dementor things um, the massive snake and and Darth Bane. I think all of this stuff is just like an imagination an imaginative thing that the dark side is like fully kind of surrounded hi- uh him and and is uh is creating this uh to to as a weapon basically to use against uh his goodness.
1: hmm Yeah. Um so um the, the next cool thing that kind of was uh pretty sweet um you know as, as yoda is kind of like pushing through on this planet um on uh <clears throat> korriban, Darth Sidious uh meets with uh count dooku and tells mm-hmm. him like someone your old master someone you have a very strong connection with is on korriban um and you know they're both kind of like why why the hell yeah, is they he sense on him. yeah like, he senses you know, him
0: there yeah, yeah I, lo- I love how Palpatine being the Sith master senses that Master Yoda is on Moriband or Korriband yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. like he's he's there. Like I it's 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 crazy, right? Like he like senses that from across the galaxy. Yeah. And it's such a strong place with the dark side that it resonates with the Sith that are billions of light years away, mm-hmm. and they're able to know that. That that the the brightest light in the Jedi Order is on that planet. Yeah, crazy, right? Like, yeah, and, and, and they, they they have an opportunity to uh, to essentially attack him through the Force, uh, using like Sith alchemy and stuff. It was such a cool episode, man. I, I love yeah. this episode.
1: Yeah, I I really liked it too. So they do this kind of like, uh, this Sith alchemy. They do this like really, uh, like, uh. It's a ritual, essentially, where, yeah. you know, they, they're kind of looking into this this pot that kind of will tell them the, the present or the future or whatever kind of thing. And, you know, Dooku reaches out his hand, Sidious cuts it, the drop of his blood because he's connected to Yoda because he was his old master and all that sort of thing. Um, he gets to see him and he taunts and torments him through the force um mm-hmm. you know and- yeah they
0: they present themselves as a familiar face though like they they pull, yeah. they, they straight up pull a, a satan on on him oh, yeah. they're, they're like they're like yeah we'll we'll present ourselves to yoda as a as a familiar face a face he'll want to see a face he'll want to seek answers from is what they yeah. say right yeah almost almost in the way of like you know it's basically a snake apple adam eve all that stuff basically the exact same way right like they're trying to tempt yoda into asking too much about what he wants to know but they would feed him lies and 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 basically corrupt yoda essentially in the end right Uh Um, and i love how they they use that very 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 classic depiction of like just the garden of eden with yoda and the tree of knowledge and like There he is, Sifadias, the man that that you want to to speak so much to, the one who's dead, the one that this whole episode of Sifadias just just took place like a couple episodes ago. Um, Like the answers are all right there. Like why not ask them? Mm -hmm. Kind of thing, right? Like I love how they did that. It was it was the ultimate the ultimate test.
1: Yeah, the ultimate test because Sifadias basically said, "I'll give you the answer. You just got to join me and all that thing." Uh, But obviously that would be. Yoda turning to the dark side. Of course, he's not going to do it. So he declines. Um, and then Yoda, just out of nowhere, he just wakes up on this mission. He's with a bunch of clones. He's with Anakin. They're on their way. Uh, I, I think it's to Corriban or whatever. Um, and so they they make their way there, and then they they fight. So Anakin and Dooku, they, they face off, and then Sidious is there. He reveals himself, um, not in physical form, like what we see in episode three, but more of like a, a fantasy, kind of an illusion, uh, a dream-like mm. a dream-like state, let's call it. Yeah. And they face off, finally. Uh, and both of them, they, they duel. They're both, you know, so evenly matched. Like, they're just so... Like Yoda pushes back. Yoda gets pushed off the ledge. He comes back, and then he he yeah. gives Sidious a run for his money, kind of things. Like they're so they're so right there, right? Yeah the you the the,
0: mess- the the message in the battle too. Like the fact that he basically gives up his own life to to save Anakin, which, right. which in in the vision, right? It, that's why the episode's called Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And and in turn, like he doesn't get the answers he's looking for, but but it's revealed to him after that whole thing that um uh, that there's hope and there's another path and that there's another skywalker the priestesses themselves reveal this information to him and i think it's amazing that they that they did this because on yoda's deathbed it's the only thing that he's never really that until well until until the the birth of the the twins um when there's Luke and Leia, right? Like I think then only he realizes maybe what this is starting to mean. And when Luke shows up to him to get training and then Yoda's starting to die and all this stuff, like on his deathbed is the last piece of information that he needs to tell Luke to fully kind of have him understand um, the reality of like his life and, and kind of what this has all been leading up to. And that's why he whispers those last words to him. Like there is another Skywalker. Um, and I love how it parallels this moment of like when when Yoda first learns about how there's another Skywalker, and he must be really confused because Anakin is the only skywalker around um his mother's dead, and there was no father, and who could this other Skywalker possibly be
1: mm-hmm. yeah and 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 he doesn't know it at this point, right, but he hears yeah. of this. New Hope, let's call it. Yeah, uh, and that's exactly what Episode Four is. You know, Luke Skywalker comes in. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this whole we, arc was so cool. I mean, we um, got an
0: audio clip actually. If, if yes. you want to play, um, do, before on, before
1: you, we get there, though, there's just sure. two. Yeah, two more points. Um, one thing that I found interesting about this whole illusion where they kind of duel off is we saw a small glimpse of Anakin versus Sidious. Mm-hmm. And, of course, yeah, Sidious right. just well, toys uh, him. Like, he throws yeah. him around like a ragdoll,
0: right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like,
1: that was – I loved that moment. That was awesome. Um,
0: that was pretty but, good.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was – that is it's so cool because if you think about it, that's exactly what happens. Like, he fail. – I'm assuming in Legends or whatever in, – in the time of, you know, from, like – after episode three, just before episode four, obviously he yeah. has Darth Vader doing missions and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, he, I'm assuming he's probably failed him a couple times. And, you know, he disciplines him in the traditional mm. Sith fashion. But that's like that's super cool because it's he's still not pre Vader. Right. He's still a Jedi and he's he just get absolutely tossed around like a toy with uh with Sidious so that was pretty yeah. cool yeah yeah I love that part but yeah my basically yeah my last one is kind of in reference to that video so yeah
0: all right yeah cool um so are you in the live stream because I don't I don't see you in the live stream uh
1: hold on one sec yeah now I am yeah
0: okay all right hopefully you'll be able to hear this let's uh yeah let's play it no, there we go Yeah. Time to go home. It is. The council has assembled. They are eager to hear your report. Afraid. Not much there is to say of my journey. So, nothing significant happened to you out there? Yes. And no. To the end, we are coming now. Did your journey give you insight on how to win the war? No longer certain that one ever does win a war. I am. For in fighting the battles, the bloodshed, already lost we have. Yet, open to us, a path remains. That unknown for the Sith is. Through this path, victory we may yet find. Not victory in the Clone Wars, but victory for all time. All right, so that's the last, the last clip.
1: Yeah, and you know that's that's awesome because it's such a good way to tie in kind of everything. It yeah, you know totally. foresh- it foreshadows you know Luke Skywalker and what's to come, right? But I'm, uh, I mean, totally. This is, I would say, this this arc was probably my top top one of your five. favorites. Top one five, of your favorites.
0: eh? Yeah. Hey? wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, wow. All right. Lost- it was awesome. I, it I is. It, it
0: is awesome. Yeah, I really yeah. do. I, I think it's a solid way to uh, to think. I mean, to think that we missed kind of half a season and what was to come. But I mean, I'll, I'll get into that in the outro here. But how about you close this off?
1: Well, as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Any comments, questions, or concerns, please feel free to tweet us or email us. We're happy to answer anything and everything. And uh, you know, if you could toss us a five star rating, that'd be that'd be awesome. And stay tuned for the next one
0: alright thanks man see you later see ya alright so uh, you heard the man uh, if you can toss us a 5 star rating that would be awesome uh, just uh, real quick new Star Wars news new, uh, Star Wars Squadrons was announced if you haven't seen that reveal trailer check it out online it's going to be a, a VR compatible uh, game releasing in uh, October on all systems going to be cross play it's going to be awesome story is supposed to take place uh, after the Battlefront 2 campaign or or maybe kind of during that time after Return of the Jedi so to to speak uh, which is uh, pretty sweet so uh, be sure to look that up, Star Wars Squadrons. Um, on the other hand, we, we have reached the end of season six, and this is kind of where it gets a little trippy because uh, it's when the show originally was canceled. So our next arc is actually gonna be uh, a, a bunch of story reels. Uh, the arc is called The Crystal Crisis on Utapau Arc. Uh, you're very welcome to look those up on uh, YouTube. Uh, in the next Clone Wars Talk episode, we're gonna post links in the description, so you'll be able to follow along with us still. Uh, we're gonna keep you uh, you know, tied up with all the, the best information as we can possible so you can follow along in order chronologically, but we're gonna be talking about that as our next story, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. It's a fun arc, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's not finished, but uh, all the audio is there. Um, some of the uh, some of the music, all the audio dialogue though, is is there. And and uh, it's a it's a good way to kind of get the just for what the story would have been. So that's our next venture, and we'll see you then on the next uh, Clone Wars Talk episode uh, coming to you guys at light speed. May the force be with you.